0: Welcome to the Remove the Guesswork Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Remove the Guesswork Podcast. I'm Leanne Spencer, and my guest this week is Glenn Carlson. I know Glenn, uh, he runs a company called Dent.Global, which is, they run business accelerators that help entrepreneurs to solve meaningful problems. And in this episode, uh, recorded from Sydney, or I'm in London, he's in Sydney, we talk about several things, but one, how Glenn is playing a bigger game with both his business and his health, and explains what that game is, and how he's restructured his life so he's got a better balance of things he loves, and uh, the rigours of running a business. We talk about some of his morning routines, and how he sets up his day, what his formula for happiness is, and how that practically translates into everyday life. And we touch as well on his interest in philanthropy um, and some of the the ideas that entrepreneurs can create companies that give back and not just there to to drive profit and help them achieve their personal goals. So it's a really cracking episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Leave us a comment in iTunes. Leave us a review in iTunes to let us know what you think of it as well. We're really happy to get those reviews and the feedback is, is really helpful as well so we can make the show better and better each week. So for now, enjoy the show. Here's Glenn Carlson. Glenn Carson, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: That's an absolute pleasure. Um, Let's get straight in, shall we? I heard you I saw you on Facebook a while back talk about how you wanted to play a bigger game with regards to business and health. And I was intrigued by that, hence hence inviting you on. But could you talk a bit about that and maybe preface that with with what it is that you do uh, in, in terms of business?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I mean, my company that I co-founded is Dent, um, Dent Global. We run business accelerators. And so I get to talk to a lot of business owners from sort of early stage. Maybe they've got one or two employees all the way up to, um, you know, 15 to 20 employees. So it's very much in that smaller business space. But, you know, we run a structured business accelerator That helps successful entrepreneurs develop their brand develop their product ecosystem um, essentially to become more visible more valuable to become a key person of influence as we as we recall it uh, in their industry so uh, I think we have close to 50 people full-time employees on the team across 12 time zones we operate in seven countries around the world so there's a a fair bit going on there's a fair few moving parts we've been doing it for about seven years now Mm and. Essentially, we create a high-performance environment which acts as kind of an organizational uh, – acts as a counter, counterforce against organizational inertia. It's it's very easy for people to get into a rut in their business or in their career. Um and to transform, it often requires a shock to mindset, to habits, to old paradigms of, you know, what didn't work in the past and what they've tried in the past, etc. So, um, you know, part of my role, uh, I suppose, almost is as, um, you know, a CIO, Chief Inspiration Officer. And, and, and I guess that inspiration is designed to empower people to play a bigger game yeah. in their own lives. Own businesses to to really level up. And uh, because it's very easy to fall into a rut, I'd recognize that I'd almost fallen into my own personal rut. So while I'd create an environment that I mean, we've had, had over 3,000 of of our alumni now go through our accelerators, over 500 of those are authors, of which I believe you are one.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Which um, yeah. is fantastic. Um, so, uh, I like to consider myself a reasonably self-aware person, um, and uh, I started I started challenging a few of my clients and a few a few prospects uh, on playing a bigger game. and And that night, I, I reflected on, you know, what was the what was the the big next step that I'd kind of pushed myself to uh, uh, recently, and I realized there wasn't one. And so. Uh, I decided to make a bit of a public de- declaration and, and for me, which is I think that one of the reasons you reached out, it was very much about bringing the lifestyle back into business. We, we'd worked, uh, I'd worked very hard with my team uh, to, to grow the business globally and hard work had just become the habit uh, beyond what it truly needed and, and beyond um, what it needed based on my goals. And so uh, over the last, three, you know, three to four months have been going through a very big rethink around my role in the business and just making sure I'm bringing a bit of fun back into the game.
0: Mm. And energy, I guess. I and mean, that's the thing that I see most lacking in business, business owners and businesses and in corporate as well. It's this distinct lack of energy, which I think has come apart from uh, things like competitive presenteeism. Uh, people, you know, there's a lot of personal development coaches out there talking about drive, drive, drive and, Eighteen-hour days and the rest of it—it it can be easy to get swept up into that culture, and suddenly look around and think there's no fun in this anymore. Yeah, and
1: I think you just gotta. Well, I just asked myself, why was I doing this? And and the reason that I that I started in the first place was because I love it. I'm a I'm a business geek. I love hanging out with other business owners. Um, I love the ability to use my business as a platform. Um, for, for helping other businesses not just to to grow their revenues to grow their profits but also so they can give back as well like we, we don't work with people uh unless they have a criteria that's embedded into their business around effective giving and, and micro philanthropy things of that nature and, mm-hmm. and and that's just all the stuff that i love um and i love like having breakfasts and lunches with our clients working on their business like not on the clock just just hanging out and having chats um uh, as well as my own you know my own personal life as well and just realized that the business had got to the point where i was running the business out of habit um and and uh, and it almost got to the point where through all fault of my own the business was dictating my calendar not the other way around Uh, and so for me a big a big part of playing a bigger game and this is what i i talk about in this concept of the bigger game is it doesn't need to be like you've got to do better than the Dalai Lama or, you know, Nelson Mandela or something. You know, the, the big game can be you're going to spend, you know, 10 hours a week with your kids. That that can be a big mm. game, yeah. um, you know, in terms of the redesign required for a lot of people. So for me, uh, it was spending uh, more time in, in the philanthropy space, in, in giving back. For me, uh, it was spending more time geeking out on the fun stuff with my clients. And for me, it was spending a lot more time with my, uh, with my health and with my fitness uh, and just with lifestyle-related stuff, just having a bit of fun with it all.
0: Mm. Cool. And on, on the lifestyle-related stuff, what kind of things were you doing and what are you doing now?
1: Uh, well, look, it, it got to the point, kind of like you said, where it was pretty much all business um you know i was on planes trains and automobiles and it was just all that um you know whereas uh now i've just bought myself and I've been out for a few runs on a on a uh, uh a nine foot ten mctavish uh mile, so getting back in the surf mm-hmm. quite a lot more um, doing a lot of stuff at the bondi surf club so i'm a lifesaver down at bondi uh here um spending a, a lot more time down there I've, I've taken on a fair bit of responsibility at the club so uh do, in fact just met our pm down the beach the other day old uh, uh malcolm turnbull was uh, was down the beach doing some stuff with uh with our surf club and oh, right. had a bit of a chat yep. a bit of a selfie I went <laughs> on instagram Yeah, what it's for yeah, very cool um, yeah, so you know th- things of that nature. Spending spending time with my partner, just getting away on on some trips and some holidays, and just just creating some of that space.
0: Yeah, and how have you been able to reconcile that with the demands of work? Have you had to put other things in place, bring other people into the business, or how have you managed that? Yeah.
1: So it was it was really interesting you say that, right? So the 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 old the old kind of belief that I had was that if I wasn't working, like visibly hard that my team wouldn't work hard and all that sort of Mm. stuff and i just realized that was just something i conjured up in my mind and that wasn't actually actually necessarily true and when i had a conversation with my team uh i realized that what was important for them was lifestyle and and they were going on holidays and stuff anyway like they've got their breaks and time off just like everybody else does in their in their calendar um, and not a single one of them had any kind of issue with with me doing it, but but it actually required me to have the chat with them more for my own benefit than anything else. So when I realized that my team had no issue and when I also realized that you know the ability to be a bit for me to be effective um, I'm most effective you know when I mean I don't work in my business particularly much, but I'm most effective when i'm you know when I'm fresh and I'm energized making decisions. You know, playing at a, at, a, at that kind of strategic, creative level. Um, and you know, if I look back at the the four or five big decisions that we've had in the business that have you know been very profitable, they've always, every single one of them, haven't ever been designed or developed in a boardroom. Or like one of them came when I was trekking up a mountainside down in the, the national park here. You know, with, with my partner. And it's like, you know, it's those it's those times when you're actually away from the doing that your brain can run through, that my brain at least can run through and and connect some of the dots. So um, for me, it was being able to help connect the logical dots that me having time away from work was actually the most valuable use of my time in the context of work because so much of my identity does very much revolve around my business and my company and it being successful. And like, that's just, true mm-hmm. um so you know for me to be able to reconcile as you mentioned lifestyle um I, I need to be able to reconcile for that part of my brain that the more lifestyle the more downtime the more fun adventure travel uh, etc that i have the more successful my business becomes and the moment that i was able to make those links in my mind logically and emotionally um, that uh, that helped from a guilt perspective, I mm. suppose, because I, I carry this guilt that, you know, if I'm not working all the time, or probably carry a bit of that through from my dad as well. He was a lieutenant commander in the Navy, a bit of a workaholic, and it was that, you know, if you're not always doing something, um, you know, you kind of get a bit of the stink eye from him. There's a, there's a bit of that passive-aggressive guilt projected, I suppose, when I was a kid. So a bit of that sort of stuff. And so, A, I suppose, having some awareness some of those parental and um, environmental and also just I, I understand what's important to me and I understand my business is my ad- identity and a, a big part of it and that's not a bad thing it's just what it is um, so understanding some of those belief things I think were, were important for me the, the next thing maybe a little more practically was um, my lifestyle calendar gets put in first
0: mm-hmm. so I,
1: I map. Um, my time off i'm at my three-day weekends i'm at my mornings um so the team know not to book anything before 10 a.m uh for me into into my diary unless it's a you know something particularly remarkable or or unusual is that Um, because
0: you start the day with exercise or you or you or a surf or you just like a slow start yeah yeah
1: Yeah. no 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 i like to i'm usually um 5 up walking and, and depending on weather and how i feel i'll never really force my i've never been good at forcing myself to train or do anything if i feel like training i'll train if i feel like walking i'll walk if it's good yeah. surf i'll surf um uh but i'm not particularly militant with any of those things mm-hmm. um but the mornings are me time purely because evenings um i i I lose control of shit happens stuff comes up this happens that happens um and and i find it hard to reclaim my time once the day's got away with itself but if i get it in before it works for me
0: yeah sorry i interrupted you go on
1: no, no, that was it. So I guess it was those two things. For me, I guess, reflecting on it, and it's good to be able to reflect on it. It's, it's the, the attitudinal mindset stuff, getting the guilt out of the way and reconciling that in my own head and then just scheduling it first and having, you know, myself, my partner and the team recognise that, you know, everything needs to work around my health and vitality. Otherwise, what is there?
0: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And was there a point where, was there an epiphany moment uh, over the last few months or i guess there was because you've put in place some quite significant changes um reflected that out to your team and your partner so you're kind of committed to it well what was that that bite point where you thought no this can't continue in the way it is i'm going to put some changes in place
1: uh yeah so i had my first experience with like borderline adrenal fatigue but definitely burnout definitely emotional burnout uh four years ago, five, five, six years ago, God, six years ago, now starting my business. Okay. Um, okay. That first year, eight, eight months, was tense. and the last um, year, I suppose, was a different, a different, there was a different tone to it because, you know, I didn't have the risk of startup. We were, we were established, but we'd gone through a major, we're going through a major global restructure. Um, there was a significant level of complexity in that. It, it pulled me out of my level of competence um, into, you know, operational restructuring management kind of shit, which is just not my thing at all. Um, and, and so that combined with the pressure of, you know, needing to make sure that globally the, the sales and marketing and and all the right engines were were moving was, was stressful. And um, I think it was that process which is – and the reason we were going through the restructure was – um, because, you know, I was, I'd, been, I'd, I'd found myself in a position in the organization based on its structure um, that I was becoming the bottleneck. And we see this in business. It's predictable. Um, and, you know, you, you build yourself into a, a corner and then you rebuild the, the organization around it again and it, and it continues to grow and scale in those layers. So I guess it was just a, a predictable stage in our business's growth. But at that, as we changed that gear, I was, I was ready. And as I removed myself from that bottleneck, instantly time opened up. Like it's pretty dramatic how quickly, you know, once there are a few stages that businesses grow through and, and once it kind of hit, hits that phase shift, it's rather remarkable how quickly you can get your time back. And so, you know, I went from having pretty much no time to, you know open white space in my calendars um so i guess that's the short answer it was actually part of a, a broader business restructure mm. that that spurred, spurred it on and as the as the time flowed back into my world just at the right time um i thought well what do i want to what do i want to do with this mm.
0: yeah and what were some of the feelings you had at the time? I mean, you, you mentioned guilt, um, or perhaps some residual guilt, you know, and I certainly was brought up in the same way that you, you do a lot of things. You know, you're always busy, you're always pushing and driving forward, and I think that can be a good thing, but it can also be a negative thing if you don't balance it. And some of the role models that I had in terms of entrepreneurs were very Dragon's Den-style entrepreneurs, where you work 18-hour days and you probably have a family set up that means everything's taken care of, and now i've come to aspire to more sort of heart-centered entrepreneurs and people like yourself you've got this this balance um, and this this decent blend of lifestyle of well-being as well as having successful businesses but certainly when i try to make that transition there was some feelings of guilt or or i i still have it know should i be doing more you know would i be further ahead if i was in the office now not heading off to the gym after this podcast you know and did you have some of those feelings or what went on for you? Uh,
1: yeah, I did, and then I asked myself the question further ahead of what, um, you know. I, I'm just a really good influence on me it was Gary Vaynerchuk. Are you familiar with?
0: Well, I am, with, but he's um, the 18-hour day. If you're not up all night doing social media, yeah. That's, so what I mean. you, yeah. That's,
1: that's, that's why it was a great influence on me because I'm just like fuck that. Like <laughs> I've, I've just, what, I don't know if I can swear on this podcast, yeah, you um, yeah. but you know, I just I just don't. I have no interest in that whatsoever. And I feel, you know, doing what I do, um, you know, what one of the things that I've leveled up at is I'm doing a lot more video content, you know, and we're going out to hundreds of thousands of people um, uh, a week. Uh, But it's not taking a huge amount of my time at all. Like I'm not doing it Gary Vaynerchuk style where it's like just all the time on, but it's like you know, being at the center of a, a business accelerator, I do get to learn a lot of stuff, and I do get to see a lot of stuff in terms of what's working and what's not working. And so, for me, making a dent in the universe, you know, having a bigger impact is well, you know, what what are the some of the tools and technology that I can use to share that, to have an impact with more people. I don't I don't personally need to make more money, like. You know, whether I make $100,000 more or less this year is, is, is going to have zero impact on my lifestyle, zero impact on my emotional well being. Like, you know, it's, it's, I, I also really resonated with, uh, I think a guy called Sean, Sean Acher, um, the happiness advantage. And I know he was quoting research that had been done. Um, you know, many years before. But I I think it's something like if you're in a developed country, the moment you're earning more than, I think it's $70,000. So it's probably 50,000 pounds or something. Um, You know, more money does not equal more happiness. Mm. And so I just got really clear with myself in terms of what do I want? And I've got a loving partner. I live in a beautiful Environment. I've got a great home. I live a minute and a bit from the beach. Um, y- you know, and I was really struggling with this idea of what do I, what, what, like more for, for what? Mm. Um, you know, if I want to impact more people, I, we've got the technology to impact more people. I don't have to grind myself um, into the ground to, to do that. And I also thought about like, y- you know you, you mentioned before like you know if i if i can somehow inspire people that i can have a business that at its core of its dna is designed to inspire people to play a bigger game but that bigger game doesn't necessarily mean you have to work 18 hours a day and the bigger game can mean you do it smarter um it doesn't mean i'm not a hard worker i'm a really hard worker i'm a really focused worker um but i fundamentally believe you can create. Uh, my objective that i'm uh, the hypothesis i'm testing for myself is that i can have a global impact uh and live a fantastic lifestyle and enjoy the world and the relationships in it uh and i can have all of those things um and i can die well and really that's all i'm trying to do i'm just Mm -hmm. trying to do this so i can looking back at my life and feeling like I've I've done it well. Um, and I've I've worked eighteen hour days and, you know, I just I just fundamentally don't think that makes you more effective.
0: No. No, and neither do I think it's sustainable. I mean I, I guess it's individual. And if somebody said, Well I'm gonna do this for five years, hit these goals and then I'll I'll back down from yeah. it. But even then it's it's not for me. And and it's great to listen to you because I, I have to still just adjust my mindset to focus on and these are the things that are important and it's actually it's about getting out into nature um giving back which we'll talk about about a bit more in a second and uh, running a business and having a team a small team that don't have to work crazy hours but we can still get results um and and contribute and hit our business goals and we are getting towards that but it, it is quite a significant mindset shift
1: yeah it, it really is and look credit to gary he's not backwards in coming forwards about saying that he is unique um and that's his style and he's absolutely authentic and congruent in it um and i think there's nobility in that and i think so long as you know for me i'm always just trying to ensure that i'm being congruent to me not to my dad not to you not to my partner to me Mm. um and, and not to my business partners um you know, so, so long as I'm being congruent to me in terms of what makes me happy. And, and I think it's actually something my girlfriend says. She says the purpose of life is to be happy and feel good. I mean, that's, that's it. And, and if you can, if you can follow the course that, that leads to those feelings in yourself, then great. And if that's working 18 hour days, building your empire, do it. Cause that's where you'll get your vitality and your energy from. Hmm. Um, but if it's not and you're doing it for some other reason and you're grinding yourself out so you can, you know, make some con- subconscious perception of your, of your parents proud or something, well, then you, you're probably not going to be able to maintain the, the energy or the health or the vitality because you, you lack congruence. Do, mm. do, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I you know, you know, the type of work that, that we do. And I very often see people who are entirely incongruent with, with who they are. They're doing a job that makes them deeply unhappy and dissatisfied yeah. and unfulfilled, um, perhaps because of what they thought they would do when they were younger or how they were pushed as parents, or they just fell into a career a bit like I did and I suddenly looked up and thought, there's not one thing about this I enjoy. Uh, and it was well paid, but that, as you say, has very little to do with it, actually. Um, what are some of the, you've mentioned energy and vitality a few times. What are some of the things that you do to energize yourself?
1: Yeah. So, the, I mean, the first thing for me is the morning, uh, the morning setup. Um, I will, I, I suppose if we take a step back for me, it is fundamentally 95% food. Um, uh, that, that's that's the source of my successful failure when it comes to vitality. Uh yeah. I get a um I get a, a protein shaker thing next to my bed uh, full of uh, water and a quarter of a lemon squeezed in it. and I'll leave that there so when I wake up, uh, I, I literally skull one of those down. Um, and then usually, as I'm pottering around doing the things that you do in the morning, before I head out the door, usually trying to get out the door five thirty, six o'clock to go for a walk. Uh, or a run or a beach while I'm doing those other things. I'll make another drink, which will just be uh, another water with a scoop of like alkalized greens in it or something, or some drops of some, um, some wheatgrass uh, concentrate or something like that. So just try and uh, super hydrate in the morning with uh, some live alkalizing, kind of a a green stuff. So I try and start the day with life. Mm -hmm. Um, My, Way was start the day with no water and a cup of black coffee um so that's that has been a big shift and it's made a huge uh huge difference okay cool um, i uh usually within the first hour i want to get to a point usually it's just halfway through the walk where i'll i'll stop and i'll do some some breath work so i'll stop somewhere um and i'll do uh sort of 90 kind of breath like rapid uh almost type of hyperventilation breathing sort of things just to yep. kind of oxygenate system and then i'll do a bunch of gratitude and um just kind of try and zen out to some some good music I'll, i've got a playlist with some good beats that are just kind of like you know uh, top anthem dj kind of hits that gets the gets the crowd going peak moment type of stuff and i'll bounce around and i'll do a bit of a a, a skip or a dance or something, just to to kind of move my body and and get some energy flowing. It looks a bit weird when you're bouncing down the beach at Bondi, but um, I really just stopped giving a shit what people thought, and um, I find move, moving my body and kind of getting into the zone like that uh, really helps. Yeah. It it kind of gets to a peak state early, yep. um, and that combined with a feeling of kind of gratitude just kind of lights me up for the day, and um, I think gratitude is probably the most uh, next to food uh, gratitude and optimism i've got a little formula in my head uh which is happiness equals um gratitude plus optimism and the way i run gratitude is gratitude for something in the past so i think back to something in the past that i'm grateful for gratitude for a couple of things in the present a big and a small thing so you know it could be something as simple as the view that i that i have um when i'm walking in the morning or something uh, and then it could be something big like you know the business or my partner or my family or you know whatever um but i try and make that really real like i try and really soak into it if it's if i'm grateful for a person i try and really connect to the things about that person i'm, I'm grateful for i try and like really immerse myself in in the feeling of how grateful and abundant uh, i am um even if the world isn't signaling abundance. I mean, I'm, I'm growing a business. There's never enough time, money, knowledge, experience, et cetera. So it's always about how to, how to find those things despite, you know, they're, they're never being enough. Um, and then optimism is just connecting to something in the future that I'm, I'm optimistic about and excited about. And I find that morning setup, that little morning ritual uh, works really well for me. And when I'm then presenting, because a lot of, what I spend my time doing is, is pitching or presenting or, you know, things of that nature. Um, uh, I find, you know, that energy for the small, from the morning permeates my conversations, my interactions, my attitudes, and also my responses, things that I would normally respond to with, with anger or frustration or something. Um, I often have that extra microsecond to just be able to pause and smile and, maybe other ask another question or two. And and that's kind of, you know, really helped me because I'm, I'm a fairly strong personality, fairly um, you know, I can, I can be quite strong minded in, in meetings and things like that. Mm. Um, And so if things are not going how I want them to be going around me, I can get kind of bull in a China shop. Whereas when my energy is strong and clean and clear, and when my morning's set up right, I'm, I'm just that little bit calmer, um, yeah. and so I can create space for other people to solve problems. I suppose so. That's that. That I found is uh, is is all rolled into the benefits I get in my business. We make more sales, we make more money. My team are happier. Um, so again, it all gives them more incentive to make sure that that time's protected for me as well.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that start to the day. And there's aspects of that that I do as well. I don't get such an early start. Um, But the first thing you put into my body will be a green tea or a smoothie, a green smoothie that I'll make fresh. Um, Usually starting with some exercise, but it's a light form of exercise. So, you know, the kind of the bouncing around that you were talking about, you know, stimulates the lymphatic system, um, which has a lot of benefits. The gratitude I do intermittently, actually. Um, It's not a, a routine part of my morning or evening, but there are so many studies now, and I'll link to some of them in the show notes, that, that show that people who who express gratitude and in a routine way as well, generally are happier, they have better connections with people, they're more empathetic. So it's, it's a huge area of science, I think, that we'll see kind of exploding a bit the way meditation has. I mean, do you do... Yeah, form- Sean, Sorry, Sean, go on. I don't, know,
1: I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's Sean Acher or Aker or something. Um, if you Google Sean Aker uh the happiness advantage or Sean ted talk or happiness advantage ted talk his ted talk and his book are phenomenal on that and in ted talk and his book are all of the stats that all of the things around gratitude and how uh, essentially happiness is is a is a is a significant byproduct, and one of the components is, is both gratitude and optimism. But he's got all the Harvard research on it, all the Oxford research on it, like real in-depth longitudinal studies. It's it's a very very compelling piece.
0: Brilliant. I'll link to that in the show notes, and I'll read it as well. I haven't seen that TED talk or read that book, so okay, um, Glenn. We're running up on time, unfortunately. But what is last question for you? You know, what is feeling? fit and happy and grateful mean to you? you know, what, how important is that to you?
1: Uh, it's funny. The word that came straight into my mind subconsciously, which, uh, well, con- consciously, I suppose, <laughs> was success. Um, uh, and, and it was interesting that, that that just popped up like that. Mm. Um, to, to me, it's success. Uh, and um, I think, you know, if you had have asked me, through my twenties or even my early thirties uh, success would have very much been a, a function of business um, and, and business success. But, but now I feel like um, I've, I've built uh, there, there were times where I'd built my business, but I didn't have my health and my vitality and my energy to the point where the problems in my business seemed so insurmountable. Um, and little problems looking back in hindsight. when I'm in my zone though, when i'm when I'm healthy and clear and focused, like there's just no problem I can't solve personally, in relationships, in business, like I I, I, li- I have a clear line of sight to any solution. There just isn't an issue, and I have total faith that if I don't have the line of sight to the solution that it's just around the corner, mm. whereas, And to me, that's success, like the feeling that I've, I've got this, um, you know, that, that feeling of I'm I'm unstoppable, I'm unbeatable, I'm unbreakable, like bring it on world. Um, that feeling is success, no matter what level you're at. I mean, if you've got that, but you're just starting a career or a business, but you've got that level of energized creativity and optimism that is success, um, you know, if you're running a $50 million empire and you're exhausted and you burn out and you're tired and you can't have sex with your partner and, you know, the world's getting on top of you and you become a grumpy old bastard, then, you know, what have you built? So Mm. uh, I guess for me, the the short answer is success.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, I know that you're, I I listened to your podcast, the Dent podcast, by the way, I would strongly recommend. Um, and I watched some of your stuff and I know that philanthropy and giving back is huge to you. So I just wanna give you a minute and a half if you can at the end of this recording to to plug that interest or pitch that interest if you like.
1: Uh, like right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. So um, look, fu- fundamentally I feel like there's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur and, and that might be you're in a career, it might be you're running a business. Um, And yet there's also never been a better time or a more important time to be able to give back. The world needs it. And the UN have created an amazing framework, uh, the UN Goals for Sustainable Development. Uh, If you're tuning in and you're just hearing that name for the first time, Google them. Um, There's also incredible platforms for micro-giving. Uh, like b1g1.com by which stands for buy one give one um, that allows giving all the way down to a single dollar the different causes around the world or or platforms like kiva etc so for me if you're listening to this because you know you're looking in some way to find that next level of vitality uh, let me suggest that you start with finding some ways to give for me giving even if it's just in small levels it's not about size it's about the fact that you have the recognition that you know if you're in a country where you have the opportunity to give something to somebody else even if it's small changes that mindset into that paradigm of of how lucky you are Uh, and i believe that beginning a journey towards business success or health success or relationship success or any other success um, if, if it can start with the paradigm of you've already got everything you need, you're already successful, um, that's a really great starting point. And from my perspective, to give um, is the greatest gift, not just to others, uh, but to yourself uh, in the recognition of just how lucky uh, you are. Um, so that would be my only plug around that, just more of a, a paradigm um, for mm-hmm. listeners to recognize that if if you're if you own a device that you can listen to my voice right now um, you're in the top one percent of the wealthiest people on the planet
0: yeah and that, and that's really worth thinking about actually when we walk around you know what with the weight of the world ostensibly on our shoulders because we haven't got enough of this or we've just missed out on that just to have that awareness that we're in the top one percent um, and I've just started doing a little bit more uh, in terms of um, You know, I'm a diversity role model. I have a couple of charities that are doing quite a lot of work for Alzheimer's research at the moment because my partner's dad's in a home for Alzheimer's. And it feels really good doing something that's not all about you. It feels really good. So I definitely urge anyone listening to to see what else you can get involved in. And I will link to the UN Global Goals and I will link to the Buy One Give One as well and everything else we've talked about. Um, Glenn, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thanks so much for having
0: me. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the show. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, help us to reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate that and it would help us to spread the good word even further. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the next show.